Today's sponsor is Loot Crate. Save 10% on any new subscription at trylootcrate.com slash SBFVGS. Enter promo code BRIDGE10, BRIDGE10, for 10% savings. Welcome to Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover, episode 82. You're listening to the number one video game podcast on the internet that features my best friends. I'm one of your hosts, Adam Redding. Joining me is Mike, the platinum PSN purse, Lopez. <laughs> That'll probably make more sense later. <laughs> yeah, we'll get yeah. into that. We'll get, we'll get there. And uh, that other voice you're hearing is David Big Donk City Tate. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh boy, uh, that's because I've been playing Super Mario Odyssey. Very good yeah. game. I haven't beaten it yet. I'm, I'm kind of saving it a little bit. We'll talk about it later, but I'm, I'm saving a little bit of it All for right. later. So, and joining us on the show, one up PlayStation and Oculus alumnus, purveyor of fine indies, author of Shadow of the Colossus from Boss Fight Books, and a super guest friend, most importantly, Nick Sutner. Hello, gentlemen. Very nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you so much All for right. being here. Also worth mentioning that this is episode 82 and I was born in 1982. So Wow! Oh, no. We're practically we did twins. That. I mean, we did that on purpose. Yeah, yeah totally. It was all, we've been planning this since the beginning of the show. <laughs> yeah. Since episode one. <laughs> You're like, episode 82, we will have Nick on. <laughs> uh, hey, yeah, Adam, I, thank you for that introduction. Adam, back in the saddle, Redding. Back in the saddle! <laughs> and so, that's referring to Horizon, right? Yeah, so uh, the Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Podcast comes to you every fortnight with each of us coming to the table to discuss one burning topic from the world of gaming. But first, Nick, Super Guest Friend, what are you playing? Um, well, I was playing Mario Odyssey as well a few minutes ago, uh, which I guess is it would, would be normal for most people who play games. For me, it's pretty weird because I'm really not a Nintendo guy. Um, oh. I have like zero nostalgia. I care not for most of their franchises. Uh, <laughs> wow. And I just bought a Switch a couple weeks ago, and it's the first, uh, the first console since... Well, I don't know. It's the first like non-PlayStation console I bought in a long time. Uh, I guess wow. since the original Wii, maybe. Um, so, uh, <laughs> this is a weird new world for me getting back into it, uh, but, but I'm enjoying it. I mean, we can get into more, you know, more Odyssey deep dives later, I'm sure. But, uh, but yeah, it's fun so far. Um, yeah. I'm playing Million Onion Hotel on my phone, which is a really, uh, fun, crazy, uh, puzzle game from, or like puzzle action tapping thing, um, from <laughs> a, a designer who made a game called Tulip on PS2, which was like the kissing RPG, if you remember it. <laughs> Oh, I, I do not. But that sounds pretty great. <laughs> uh, and probably, oh, I just finished Tacoma today as well. That was it, the thing. So, oh, oh nice. nice. Yeah. What do you think of radar. Tacoma? Uh, it's super cool. It's, um, you know, you sort of go into it. I think with some of the same. Like, if you played Gone Home, you're like, oh, this is going to be sort of roughly the same thing. And uh, yeah, it, um, it is sort of roughly the same. Where I spend a lot of time just like digging through people's drawers and trying to learn <laughs> stuff about them and reading their emails and. Um, but, uh, I like the world it's in, um, I like the central hook of it of sort of scrubbing through, you know, AR replays. Um, yeah, I dig it. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I, I definitely want to try that one out. It's, uh, it's on the list, but the list is long and arduous. <laughs> Especially this year. <laughs> My goodness. It's not letting up. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Michael, what are you playing? Uh, well, I'm not even sure why you asked me because I, I told you last episode, I picked up the Witcher 3 complete edition. Oh, yeah, and it's the only game I'm ever gonna play ever again. It's just, <laughs> oh man, 
So uh, that's, that's so just how it. many times have you played through it at this point? I, only once. I, I, only I did. Once. I finished the game 120 hours in, and then <laughs> I picked up the complete edition because it was the cheapest way to get the the expansion packs. And I noticed it didn't carry my save over. I, I guess because the complete edition registers as oh, a different version. And I was what? like, I'm, I'm okay with this. I'm just gonna play that's, it over. That's enough. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so. Oh man, that's I dedication. There's that. there's probably a way to make that work. I would be really surprised to find out like that your save <laughs> just won't. I just didn't try. I was like, oh, my save's not there. Well, gonna start a new game. So, I'm, not big, I'm like, not a big Witcher guy, but I was just watching uh, Daniel Dwyer's no clip documentary about it earlier today. As yeah, well, actually, too um which i think his stuff is is well put together to the point where i don't need to be a huge fan of the series but uh and actually watching some of it i was thinking earlier today like i wonder if anyone just plays the witcher like that's it for a year or something it's, it's <laughs> enough, enough stuff to do there sounds like yeah. you met that man tonight <laughs> yeah i mean maybe right um I, in truth i also uh i picked up divinity original sin enhanced edition that's it's been on my list for a really long time and it was on a psn sale um last week so i actually started that up last night just to kind of see what it was and and like holy smokes like it's it's incredibly obtuse in like the best way possible like i don't mean (laughs) that like an insult like it's sort of like this is incredibly deep and i'm gonna lose myself in this for many hours i can i'm already i'm already profiling you as as what you like of just like (laughs) things that are things that are endless that dude's a nerd he like he likes that high fantasy i know Uh, how are you supposed to how are you supposed to get all your platinums and make the sweet sweet psn uh ducats if you are playing these massive massive games i don't know Uh, you need to be playing like the mayo game well (laughs) i think i'm gonna have to take a break here like really soon anyway um and i don't feel bad taking a break from the witcher 3 because I've, I've already beaten it before yeah but i've got yeah. to play i've got to play wolf 2 and, and the horizon dlc so mm, uh, mm. i'll take a break from those really soon to get to get to that but yeah I'm, I'm like i'm deep deep in like rpg i don't know <laughs> i don't know i don't know what to call it. i don't have anything clever to say after that yeah uh, have you had any witcher dreams that's that's important <laughs> i mean i go on adventures with Geralt of rivia every night <laughs> my dreams it's more like exclusively oh, I... Witcher dreams. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, hop on Roach. I'm a little spoon. And we just go on adventures. <laughs> little spoon. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, David, how about you? Uh, all right. Well, I've been playing. My list is long this week. Uh, like up the like the last month, my list has just been Destiny 2, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I will put Destiny 2 on my list because it just came out on PC and i have this shiny gtx 1080 nvidia card and i can play the game in 4k at 60 frames per second so i don't know what any of those numbers mean well it's a lot it's a lot lot of flops flops? all right i'm just i didn't know from so many flops so if you could just tell me about the games uh yeah so so (laughs) anyway destiny 2 on pc is glorious um i haven't put it nearly as much time in as i did on ps4 but that's because super mario odyssey is also out Yes, and I've been is. playing that. Um, I got uh, about like four levels in, I would say, maybe five. Um, and I decided, wait a minute, I'm about to go out of town for Thanksgiving. So I should save some of this game yeah. for when I go down there. Uh, so, so yeah, I'm, I've, I've kind of put it aside as much as I want to play it. I'm like, I'm kind of like, you know, using all the willpower I have to play all these other games that I have. Cause when I got I my mean, GTX, there are, there are like a thousand moons by the way. So I'm sure there's yeah. plenty to play. <laughs> That's yeah. true. That's and true. I think you're going to run out. <laughs> I think if, if what I've heard is accurate, um, there's a lot of content you can't get to until you beat the game. 
Yeah, that's true. So perhaps I'm not needing to be so, you know, restrained in my gameplay, but I also should. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you're never going to beat it anyway, David. Don't worry. Mm, no, I am actually. I probably will. I have almost all. I have almost always beaten a Mario game if I've owned. Oh, okay. One. So that's like okay. one of the exceptions that's, to my rule. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the only one I didn't beat was Super Mario 3D World, I think. But oh, okay. Anyway, um, I've also so when I bought my GTX 1080, it came with just Destiny 2 and Assassin's Creed Origin. Mm. Is it Origins or Origin? I'm not sure, but uh, so I've I been, think it's it, more than one Origin, <clears throat> probably. Um, it's probably yeah. Uh, so I've been, you know, I've been out of the Assassin's Creed game for a very long time. I hadn't p- really played since Assassin's Creed two. Um, I tried three and I just couldn't get into it. And so, you know, and plus the married with the Egyptian like landscape and like, I've always kind of yeah. been into Egyptian art and like history and all that stuff. Like ever since I was a kid, like, it's so cool walking around in Egypt now, like in the, yeah. you know, in ancient Egypt and go getting to like, go to the pyramids. And, uh, I actually, they did discovered some weird secret compartment in pyramids lately. And, uh, like everyone was like, Ooh, are they going to patch it into assassin's creed? <laughs> and no, it turns out it's already there because yeah. they, there were theories that that passage was there anyway. So like, I mean, it's probably not exactly what's there, but it's cool that like, this area that has just now been confirmed is already in this game. That's been in development for years. Um, so that's pretty cool. I, that, and I've always, some, some good viral marketing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Seriously. For sure. Like Ubisoft like, just fabricated some news and that's, <laughs> oh, I like this conspiracy theory. This is good. I like where this is going. A little like um, Templar logo. when you go yeah. in there, <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's amazing. Um, so yeah, I haven't played a ton of it yet, but I, I, I'm not even sure if I'll beat it, but I'm just enjoying like wandering around these, these Egyptian streets, you know, like, like it's no big deal. Um, I'm, so I'm that's looking forward cool. to that, like education mode that they're adding yes! in this DLC yeah. next year. Like yeah, that's, sure. I mean, I'm the same way where I've sort of fallen out of Assassin's Creed, you know, I've just played enough. I, I've had enough Assassin's Creed in my life for the rest of my life. Um, but yeah. <laughs> uh, if there's like a thing that can hand guide me around beautiful recreated Egypt, I'm super into that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. I, I have a really hard time. I, I mean, I'm hearing that Assassin's Creed uh, Origins is is a lot like The Witcher in a lot of ways. Uh huh. Um, just it's very RPG ish. Um, in especially for an Assassin's Creed game, but um, I don't know. There's something about I played Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag, and I'm like, I think I'm good. I think I got. <laughs> I, got I did my pirate stuff, and like, yeah. if they release another pirate one, I'm like, all right, I'm in but <laughs> that's funny you know. uh yeah, well they're you know, doing the the ubisoft like open you know high seas uh yeah. ship adventure thing so maybe that'll also like sate your pirate lust yeah yeah <laughs> or or um uh what is it sea of thieves you know yeah oh yeah, that's yeah. true oh man i keep forgetting that is that game coming out this year uh 2018 no. oh, okay. 2018 i'm not sure i keep forgetting it exists so <laughs> that's not good it's, it's <laughs> like it's, you wouldn't it's be November. for forgetting that microsoft like owns development studios who are capable of making original games that they yeah don't let them do very often so yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's buy rare and make them make avatar clothing for a decade i know uh, what the heck? so sad oh it's it still bums me out when i think about like how much i loved goldeneye and donkey kong country and now like the last thing I remember specifically that was rare was like them showing off the connect avatars and how you could lift your feet mm-hmm. and see the bottom of your avatar's foot. I don't know. It's I miss you rare. Yeah. 
I wish you'd come back. <laughs> That's a good I, uh, way to get all your my, creative people my, to quit. In my <laughs> yeah, press days, so. probably the coolest uh, trip I got to do was to actually fly out and visit Rare for the first previews of Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts and mm-hmm. uh, Viva Pinata Trouble in Paradise. And those were actually like their last sort of uh, their last real games they were able to put out until Sea of Thieves, which is crazy to think about. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was forever ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. So I've, I've been playing the Sea of Thieves. Uh, I get the emails all the time because I'm in the insider beta thing. Um, and yeah, so it they always do the um, I've done it a couple times, but they always do like the the playable weekend, you know, where they they're testing out their new updates. They always do that when I'm out of town or like incredibly busy. And so that's hilarious. It, that's, it that was hitting. the same with the Overwatch betas for me. Like I, I was in the beta and then. Oh, here comes the bait. I'm like, I'm down in North Carolina. <laughs> like, come yeah. on. <laughs> um, yeah. But there is one more game I've been playing. Okay. Uh, and it is. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, Wolfenstein 2. Um, oh, all yeah, right. On which, the PC? Yeah, I'm playing it on PC. I was going to try to wait for the Switch version, but I decided, you know what? I got this PC sitting here. I might as well play it in 4K at 60 frames per second. You know? Yeah, it's just sitting might here. Might as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's really cool um man is it gory uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, did you well you played the first one right i yeah. did and i literally just played it and i don't know why for some reason the gore in this game is more obvious to me well, than it's, in, that it's game. in 4k amped now. up maybe maybe i don't yeah. know it feels like it's turned everything up like one more notch if 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 that's possible that's like i mean it is three extra k's of gore so <laughs> That's true. So, I, I went mean, from 1K. Just... No, it's 2K technically. 1080p is technically 2K if you want to get real inside baseball. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, <laughs> they kind of, they, so, oh man, I'm really getting into this. Okay. So 1080. <laughs> oh, here we no, go. They were still, no. They were still measuring <laughs> no. vertically back in no. 1080. And then when they went to 4K, they started measuring uh, horizontally. Oh, and, that's crazy. Whoa, and I just hit my mic. And uh, that so well, well, someone has to wake them up. So I'm glad you did that. <laughs> <laughs> wow anyway so wolfenstein very gory very gory uh, pretty fun um okay. all right yeah it hasn't won me over just yet but i think i think it will like i have i'm just now at the point where i can like walk around and start meeting the characters and stuff so oh okay uh yeah. that's when that's when the first one started to win me over so hopefully it will happen that way again although so. if that's like if that's the part you're excited about in the wolfenstein game i feel like wolfenstein's <laughs> got off the rails a bit like <laughs> yeah no, that's true. the original oh, i'm so excited i can finally walk around and meet characters like ah, i don't know if that's what wolfenstein's about <laughs> <laughs> no that's a very good point um uh, and i actually wasn't interested in the first wolfenstein the the new first one anyway oh yeah uh because i was like yeah i played wolfenstein it's you know it's fine but once people were telling me no it actually is a pretty cool story then that's what that started getting me interested in it so yeah Yeah. and i've heard the story in the new one's really good so yeah i just still haven't really gotten to it yet so yeah like that and battlefront 2 and south park are all on my christmas list so we'll Uh, see we'll see come on come on santa and one more thing, I just downloaded the Battlefront 2 beta on uh, EA Access, and uh, I can't wait to, uh, to to try that out a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. I got like cool. 10 free hours, so awesome. Are you excited about today's uh, Star Wars news? Oh, about Ryan Johnson directing yeah. three more movies just well, standalone, I don't, right? I wonder if he is actually going to direct or if he's oh. developing. What I heard was he was developing a new okay. trilogy. All right. I, I thought he was doing at least the first new one. Pro- probably, know, yeah. Probably, yeah. But they, man, that I just got excited because I was like, man, that must mean that uh, Disney's pretty darn happy with uh, yeah. Last Jedi. 
Yeah, so. I think they are. Um, I, I mean, literally every, of course, they're not going to say publicly that they're not, but they seem to be very happy with Ryan Johnson in general. Just like, I don't know, they always, they bring him up all the time. Like they're super proud, like not even just in like where they have to say, oh, we're so proud of this movie, but just like, like I watched an interview with Kathleen Kennedy and she was just constantly gushing about Ryan Johnson. So, oh boy. I mean, there's probably some PR in there, but also I sense a little bit of genuinity. No, it's yeah. is that a word? It, it's cool genuinity. <laughs> yeah, it's a word. Uh, it, it's cool news. Uh, what got me significantly less excited about it was the the first like retweet I saw of that in my newsfeed today was I think from like Variety, and for whatever reason they chose to use a picture from like the prequel trilogy oh, no. to to make this announcement. And I was like, wait, hold. I don't know if I'm excited about that. Maybe hold he's on. remaking the prequels. <laughs> oh man oh that would be that would, that would be amazing I, only, that would i'm very I, conflicted I only, inside the only bummer for me i guess is like i think he's a pretty he's been a pretty interesting filmmaker pre-star wars mm-hmm. and now star wars is going to be like the next 10 years for him so it, yep. it does yeah. bum me out a little bit when like a more cool indie filmmaker just disappears oh. into the in you know into this machine into the mass um, market yeah. machine so yeah. i don't know if we'll you know i don't know what the next non-star wars film we'll see of his is but uh that's that's fine i guess at least we know they'll be at least pretty good yeah. yeah, you know yeah. that that has Disney has been doing that because they did it with James Gunn too. Like he made a bunch of really cool. I don't know if they're technically indie movies, but they were like smaller movies. No, totally. They were like all cult hits. I mean, they did yeah. it with that, mm-hmm. and then they just did it again with Taika Waititi with Thor, and they oh, almost yeah. they yeah, almost did it yeah. with Edgar Wright. You know, before he left. Yeah. Uh, oh hey, yeah. What yep. chances Edgar Wright will come back and make a Star Wars movie now? <laughs> how, how buck wild would that be? Oh, I oh man man speaking of edgar wright i just watched baby driver last night i hadn't mm. seen it until last night oh uh-huh. so so that movie so, good. Is so amazing i it's loved really it great. oh yeah. man so uh, so good i loved <laughs> how they tied the music into like every aspect of the film like mm. from everything like doing the the like super scott pilgrimish uh like with the music matches up to very visual cues on the screen, almost yeah. like a music video. I mean, that's but Edgar then, Wright to a T. He does that yeah, all the time. It's so I love good. It. But then also just like, I, like I was telling Mike earlier, I feel like every time I watch an Edgar Wright movie, like that maybe Edgar Wright was like studying my life and then made that movie exactly <laughs> for me because like I was watching uh, baby driver. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, but I was watching uh, Baby Driver, and I was like, he. Uh, they talk about the song Deborah by Beck, and I was like, oh my gosh! Oh, like, no, wow. nobody ever references that song, but it's like it's one of my song. favorite songs. Yeah, yeah that's so amazing. I was like, man, Edgar Wright, you just get me, boo. You just get me. <laughs> so this has been a sneak peek of our upcoming uh, SBF EGS movie podcast coming with our <laughs> right. Patreon whenever that happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So I've been playing that Cuphead. You guys. Oh, you still, still haven't beat it, it yet, huh? That it's a hard game. That's a, <laughs> it's a very hard game. Um, so I just beat uh, this B character, um, okay. which is like incredibly hard. I thought like the first time we played it, I was like, this is impossible. It can't be done. It and can't then, be done. <laughs> and then we I finally beat it and I was like, yes, because that's the feeling of playing Cuphead. You're just like so elated that you finally conquered it. And uh and then we went to Las Vegas. And I, I tweeted a picture of this, but I saw this little bee stuffed animal and I like had this reaction to it. I was like, no, you know, not you. <laughs> so yeah, it was seriously PTSD PTSD's from the bee. B. PT- oh, oh, I see what you did. Gosh. This guy's a pro. Very good. This guy's a pro. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so playing Cuphead and then of course, 
speaking of rolling the devil's dice, um, I spent the weekend in Las Vegas, as I mentioned. Uh, beads of sweat, gambling fever. Um, oh boy, getting crazy. But I mean, I w- when I say getting crazy, I mean like. I agreed with my wife we would each lose fifty dollars only, and then we would quit. <laughs> so, okay, you know real, so that's real party yeah, premeditated <laughs> insanity, basically. But uh, but yeah, I actually I actually came out way ahead. I never win in Vegas, but I came out like two hundred bucks ahead. So wow, nice. yeah. So I came back, and in celebration, I bought Horizon Zero Dawn: The Frozen Wilds. Okay, and how so, much is that? Fifteen bucks if you're a PlayStation Plus. So you still have like. What I can't do math, but you still have well, like not- over a hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> at, at left. least a thousand dollars left, yeah. I think, to spend on games. <laughs> no, you- I I wasn't planning on blowing it all on games. I was just I was just celebrating oh, a little, you know. Okay. All right. <laughs> but yeah, so that and I started playing Frozen Wilds. Um I've only really scratched the surface of it, but I did fight a robot bear and I was very happy about it. <laughs> It's awesome. Uh, and that game is so gorgeous. I mean, I I've kind of had forgotten how gorgeous Horizon is. And so now I'm, I'm back in the saddle, as you mentioned. Yes. Uh, so very happy about it. Happy to be back. And uh, I'm sure it's I feel bad, though, because every time I start getting into Zelda, I go, nope, pump the brakes. I'm playing Horizon some more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so I'm going to keep my mouth quiet about the way I feel about Zelda and Horizon Zero Dawn, because I know it, it it displeases many of our listeners now when I start to compare them. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, great for you, Adam. I'm so happy that you're playing Horizon some more. Yeah, the frozen <laughs> breath of the wilds. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You work really hard on that one. Stop. I'm not taking the bait. I'm stopping. <laughs> okay, okay. So, uh, I think it's about time to jump into the SPF VGS oh, no, no, fortnightly no, 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 news no, no, wrap-up. No, 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 that's no. not... What it's called. That's, yeah, that's what the segment is called. Now, the news. everyone, everyone knows it's called the news. <laughs> ne- so yeah, that, that was a particularly Monty Python-esque one. Very Python-esque. <laughs> All right. So in the most gut-punchy news of the Fortnite, Mark has announced in a blog post that Arcade is dead. It has mm. uh, basically went on to say in a statement uh, that, you know, essentially they've had some very critically well-received games, but they oh, are you just, mean not, the style of arcade. just not selling. Yes. Yeah. So okay. basically Housemark, who has been a staple of the classic arcade genre with, you know, Super Stardust HD and, uh, you know, uh, Rezogun and now Dead Nation, next, Dead Nation, Next Machina recently. Matterfall. 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 Which yeah. I played all the way through. <laughs> yeah, they've they've released I don't a think ton. Many other people did, and maybe that's their point. <laughs> it's but. so sad. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've released a ton of quality games. Um, I would say they're some of the masters of this kind of gameplay. And they yeah, it's really the sad. They yeah, they're saying basically they're they're going to be developing something else. Uh, that's not. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward. It's kind of like dual sided, right? I'm looking forward to whatever they do next, but at the same time, I'm like, man, this is what they're obviously they were passionate about this, right? Right. And they were right. keeping this alive and and now they're they're moving away from it. So Yeah. And I, Nick, yeah, I'm, I'm I really know. curious about your about your take on this. Not not only like this amazingly talented indie studio kind of deciding that they're done with this genre or or rather they don't want to be, but maybe it's just not selling, you know, it's not paying the bills yeah. anymore. Um so not only you take on that, but like, does it seem, does it seem odd for a studio to come out and announce they're, they're kind of done with a genre that they're known for? 
Uh, that's like interesting. In, Actually, I hadn't I hadn't seen that news at all. Um, and I'm a big oh, fan of those for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm very sorry it, to break this news to you. No, no, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm devastated. Uh, uh, no, but um, it is it is interesting. I, I, yeah, I want to go sort of read the article now too. Um, I mean, their last couple of releases, uh, you know, Next Machina is super good. Um, mm-hmm. Matterfall uh, is also good. It's on the short side. Um, but I think the bigger issue with those is that both of them had like very minimal marketing. They were announced at, um, you know, European press conferences several years ago and Matterfall mm. especially had pretty much no fanfare between that and release. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'd say there wasn't the greatest job done of visibility on that side. Um, mm-hmm. so it's not just like they're making great games that inherently aren't selling. Uh, I think they are great games. Um, but there's there's more to it than this. Just that it's, I don't think it's. I think calling a genre dead, it's like there's. I don't know. There's always a bigger picture to it. Um, and I yeah. think it's like, well, times are tough for indie games, and that's you know across the board. I don't think it's inherent to that genre. Mm. Um, I'm sure. I mean, I I it was it would help if I had some examples, but um, I mean, even something like Cuphead, honestly, it's like that's as as much of an arcade game as anything. Yeah. Uh, but clearly, if you yeah, have like a true. really unique art style and you have, you know, a lot of word of mouth and all this stuff and it should have bubbled it correctly for a few years, like it's what, sold a million copies as of, you know, uh, a month or two ago. So um, anyway, I guess I don't know that I that I buy that line about it. I think it's interesting for them to say so. Uh, I'm sad that they are moving away from something they care a lot about, although, yeah, you know, although I've already, got, you know, we've already gotten lots of awesome games in that space for them. And as much as I loved um you know, Next Machina is clearly sort of a spiritual successor to a lot of stuff in Resogun and, and Robotron, too, obviously. But I, I'm sort of happy for them to try something new. And if that's if this is the thing that gets them to step outside of that comfort zone and um, and do that, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. What, what is it? I, one of your comments that I, I think is really interesting. What is it you think about the industry is making it so hard for indies right now? Uh, I think there's just a lot. I mean, there's a lot of games out there. And, you know, this this stems from just middleware being more readily available and the rise of unity and game maker and everything and so therefore mm-hmm. there's this massive explosion of games and pretty you know pretty much across every platform and now so many platforms and mobile gaming being so like i mean it's of a really high quality and really ubiquitous everyone has a phone uh now there's just you know with right now there's what like four or five different consoles that are relevant in some way um yeah there's a lot of stuff competing for your time and um, I think that's just a lot of it. Like it's sort of as simple as that. There's other ways to like overanalyze it for forever. Um, mm-hmm. And it's also cyclical too, where I think like the, um, you know, the big indie push that we had at, at PlayStation and on the PS4 yeah. um, that was, you know, at a, at an earlier important part of PS4's life cycle. And uh, now I think there's, there's still tons of indies on the platform, but I think just the success of everything like that, you know, all the big triple A's need a few years to like, get spun up and then people's attention shifts a bit. So mm-hmm. uh, it, it'll change again. Um, but yeah, uh, no, it does make sense. Like if, if you think about the, the kind of lull that usually takes place after your launch window uh, for any new console and, and for a PS4, that was definitely filled with a ton of quality indies. Um, yeah. That it makes sense that the spotlight is kind of there for a while. And then by the time everyone's really cranking out a triple a game every week, like they are right now, um, it's, it's tougher for that, for that space. Um, for me, I, I don't know, this was my initial reaction and this is kind of actually how you and I got talking on, on Twitter was I was thinking like, man, the indie games are suffering right now in my view, just because I don't have, I don't have a Nick Sutner on PlayStation blogcast telling me, <laughs> 
championing this new Housemark game every week, and I don't have a Colin Moriarty anymore on you know, you're kind of funny or your IGN back in the day, you know, telling me, oh man, Resogun is the best game on PS4 for the longest time every week, you know, hearing about this indie game, that indie game you need to check out. So that way, when it finally came out, I was like, yeah, this, this is on my radar. And I think that was probably the case for a lot of people. Sure. Hmm. That's interesting. That's that's an interesting point too. I mean, I may, I wonder if that is, uh, and you know, coming from my early days at one up Two of doing the one up show and stuff where it was sort of like the whole industry tuned in every Friday to like watch this singular thing. Uh, and it was fun because we got to champion things we loved. And, um, you know, over time with the sort of, changing of the enthusiast press and the rise of streamers and YouTube and everything. It's like, I mean, I, I'm not, I don't like follow streamers at, at all really, or even like YouTubers. So I, I'm not speaking from knowledge or experience, but uh, yeah, I imagine everyone has their few people that they tune in and check out. Um, but uh, I wonder if just there's sort of a dilution that happens when it's like so many people covering so much stuff all the time that you don't hmm. really have those like couple set voices who you're tuning into, who are sort of curating stuff for you. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's true. Um, I will say as a PC gamer, I have less of a hard time being aware of uh, uh, indie games. Like, I feel like I'm more aware of indie games than I have been in the last mm, couple years because like I'm super into PC gaming right now. And when I open up Steam, like so many indie games rise to the to the surface. Uh, And I know there's a problem with like visibility. Um, There's like a curation problem, but like from my end of thing, like I know that's from the end of like the developers, but from my end of things, I'm seeing all kinds of indie games that I probably would have never seen, like especially during Steam sales, like it's constantly recommending new games that I'd never heard mm. of before to yeah. me during those sales. I, I think, though, that's I guess that's in some way, though, it's part of the problem where I think you're only seeing the top successful, like, you know, two percent. Right. Whereas yeah. Yeah. 98 percent has, you know, sort of got the spotlight for a second and then just fell off the algorithm uh, down right. into like the ocean of steam um and <laughs> so because there's so much great indie stuff like things like cuphead will bubble up and they'll they'll stay there because it keeps selling um mm-hmm. but i think the problem is with uh even someone like housemark where it's like sort of a b-tier you know not in terms of quality but just like visibility and sort of studio profile of b-tier studio um they're right. gonna have a much tougher time than they would have had a few years ago yeah so speaking of that i mean with you know, we're, we're seeing kind of a renaissance of, of indie games on the switch right now, just and that partially for the same reason we saw it on the PS4, you know, that they have Nintendo has their big tentpole uh, franchises. They've been really firing on all cylinders there. Um, but also, you know, a lot of the gap for switch has been filled in, you know, with all these indie games like uh, Owlboy, which they, they just announced is coming to the switch on February 13th. I'm super jazzed to play Owlboy. And that is, um, but even though I think, I probably could play it on Steam right now. I'm like, oh, want to play that on Switch? Yeah. You know, just to kind of switch gears. No, no pun intended. Um, to <laughs> I see what like, you did there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, I'm, I don't know. There's something magical about that that device, and it, it it's giving me Vita fever, as I call it, um, where <laughs> there's just like all these indie games on it, and I'm I'm loving life. Um, but yeah, I mean that. Are have you guys is Alba on, on Mike and David and Nick's radar? It looks really good. Yeah, uh, I was excited about it before it came out, um, and then I read a couple mediocre reviews. Uh, but like they've had plenty of time to address whatever. I don't. I don't remember what the issues were, but um i I mean if it's on the switch i'm probably gonna get it anyway because i want to (laughs) support every i want every i want third parties and indies to like i want them to make more games for the switch so i i buy 
most of the stuff that even looks remotely intriguing to me on Switch just to encourage to do the best I can to encourage more stuff on Switch. So, yeah, I'm well. pretty excited to play Alboy. I'm not really a PC guy at all, so I didn't, you know, play when it came out um, on Steam. But, uh, you know, it's it's coming out the same day for PS4, I believe. Uh, and I'm I guess I haven't quite gotten there. I'm too early in my Switch ownership to decide if like that. I mean, it does seem like the sort of game that would make sense to get on Switch, but I mm-hmm. obviously have some pretty strong allegiances and I'm like yeah. stuck in the ecosystem of PS4. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah. So That's I don't point. know yet for things like that, although I did pick up <laughs> SteamWorld Dig 2 on Switch. I haven't played it yet, but um it was one and it was one of the first games I bought the first day I got it. I was like, I know I'm going to play this game. Let me give it a shot on Switch. Seems like a great thing that would uh, to have portable as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So uh, as far as uh, Allegiance goes, is that a trophy thing or is that like uh, just just you just feel uh, at home there because you were there so long? Yeah, it's mostly that. I mean, it's it's sort of the system I grew up with the most and I've always right, had yeah. a fondness for. And then working at Sony, you know, getting getting your games free for, you know, makes it easy as well to to make a choice. Um, <laughs> so that helps, too. Uh, and now, sure. I'm, you know, now I'm buying the majority of my games. Um but still, it's like a decision of where I, I don't know, where I want to spend my time playing. You don't, you um, don't just call up Shuhei and like, Shuhei, Bubby, come on, <laughs> give me a kick down the code, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see, how, we'll see how long I go without a job if I get to that point. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I just, I, I tend to spend more time in the, in the, in the PS4 ecosystem, I think. Um, yeah. You know, but I, like I said, I'm playing Odyssey right now. Like that's sort of my exclusively when I'm playing games on the TV, it's like, that i'm playing odyssey now so and then mm-hmm. i slept to play zelda at some point so i you know once those things are sort of out of my system i'll see what <laughs> what the system means or what the platform means to me um and i've been flying a lot as well recently so it's definitely like there you go thing too. the yeah, ultimate definitely. flying device yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so that's one news story yeah adam <laughs> well we kind of did too i snuck a second one in there Oh, okay yeah, this, right. now this is this is probably the biggest story of the Fortnite, you guys okay okay with it the PS Vita 16 gigabyte value pack to launch on November 22nd <laughs> in Japan. <laughs> so basically, it's it's a Vita and a 16 gig memory card. <laughs> why why didn't this ever happen in the US? That's that's my question. Hmm. I'm still sitting here with a, a smelly old 8 gig memory uh, card. No, I've got a 16 gig. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It cost me like 70 bucks. Yeah, but I'm just saying this is a this is a sweet sweet bundle here. We, we they could have done this. They could have. <laughs> I I will go out on a limb and say Sony likes to make a little extra money off the memory cards. If I if no. I had to guess, that seems awfully crass. <laughs> right in front of Nick, <laughs> <laughs> someone had to say it. I mean, it's a fun, it's a fun theory. <laughs> Sony likes making money. Ah, that's so rude. I so rude. well, you know, it's kind of their job to make money. So it's yeah, I guess it's not so. really slighting them to say that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna skip over. We have a lot of news. So yeah, much stuff happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, Thank you so much for the submissions, guys. Yeah, um, yeah. We really, really appreciate, really it appreciate next time. them. Please don't stop. But yeah, we 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 talked a long time about one news story. So <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, this one will impact uh, Michael if you ever buy a Switch. La Noire Switch storage requirements are massive. So yeah, uh, see, see, that's not a problem because I can I can I've already beaten that game on the PS3, and when I rebuy it for the PS4, I got a huge old hard drive in there. It's not a not a problem. Not a problem at yeah. all. No. Okay. Yeah. Even even the uh, physical copy requires fourteen extra gigs of download, which I, I thought was interesting. It's gigantic. But, you know, it makes sense. These games are not you know originally created for 
this hardware and like Nintendo is super frugal about their, their bits and bytes uh, yeah. as they're, as they're, you know, putting games out, but uh, not everyone will be. So you might want to hop on. I saw a sweet uh, black early black Friday deal on Amazon. It was like a 128 gig card for that'll work in your switch. Uh, and it was like 30 bucks. So that was actually Check. the reason why I bought a switch when I bought it was because, Oh uh, really? Wario 64 on Twitter, who I presume you guys know, um, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, tweeted about, uh, like, you know, whenever it was four weeks ago or something, um, they had a 256 gig for 60 bucks, I want to say, um, mm-hmm. for a switch. And I was like, all right, I'll, that's like the first, it's like buying the razor blades first, but, um, yeah, <laughs> uh, but I was like, all right, I guess this means it's a good time to get a switch. So yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I have a, I have a gigantic, I, if it's not 256, it might be 512. I, I bought the biggest one I could get um, because <laughs> I knew this was going to happen because, you know, Nintendo's really good at making like, you know, they're really frugal. Like, let's not even have real voice acting. We'll just have them go. Ha, hoo, hoo, ha, hoo. You know, and that, that saves on all that storage space. And yeah, uh, but like third parties, they're going to put as much stuff as Nintendo will let them. And I think there are currently no limitations if I'm not mistaken, so there's been like this massive Switch third-party like install size bloat. But that's not just on Switch. I've noticed that on PC too. Like all of a sudden, all these games are taking like 60 to 70 gigabytes on my little tiny SSD drive that I'm trying to play games on. Oh yeah, and well, uh, like Xbox One X games, they're they're, they're talking about uh, you know some of them are clear over 100 gigs. You know oof. where the you know, back on the Xbox One, they were maybe 50 gigs-ish, you know. Wow. It's, it's just, if you want things in 4K, yeah, you're going to pay the storage costs. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, makes me feel like we need to, like, work on our compression again. Like, back, like, like they had to back in the cartridge days. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, they had to get real creative with their, like, audio compression algorithms and stuff. Yeah, it's weird, though, because so much of tech right now is like focused on on streaming. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's also interesting, even with uh, I think about that with like new iPhones and stuff, too, where there's this weird dichotomy right now between, uh, you know, you still sort of want large storage locally available, Mm -hmm. uh, even theoretically as a whole other half of tech is moving towards cloud storage and, (laughs) you know, phone photos on the cloud and everything. So Mm -hmm. uh, at some point, I'm sure with games, you know, we'll be streaming everything. But I guess until then, they still need to accommodate um, yeah but but yeah again that stuff with stuff like 4k yeah yeah, yeah. for sure but i just beat it and delete it and you know, <laughs> there you go it again later. <laughs> uh, if only i could stick to one game <laughs> yeah, yeah that's like I, that's what i did with horizon i i beat it and delete it you know and then um <laughs> like said I it like forget that. it beat it and delete it yeah, yeah I, I really it. like it i really it's like so it. catchy it's very <laughs> um but yeah so but then when i got the dlc i downloaded it and i was like sweet here we go ready and then it, and then it was like cannot find the software i was like no i deleted it <laughs> so, luckily i had the disc and it wasn't like i wasn't sitting there waiting uh all you know for ever to download something but mm-hmm. you know still you had to wait to install it then it had to like it got to a loading screen and it sat there for like a half an hour while it was copying the DLC data oh. into the game. Yeah. Oh, so anyway, Oof. I digress. But yes. Mike, mm-hmm. what's this I hear about PlayStation trophies that can now earn you PSN discounts? Uh, yeah. So that's crazy, right? Like, yeah. This I, I read this news story on Polygon and I was like, oh my gosh, Mike is going to be in hog heaven. Well, He's going to be a rich man. No, see, see the downside. The downside for me is it's not <laughs> retroactive, right? If right. it was, oh. if it was, I'd have like a cool seventy bucks in my pocket right now. 
yeah oh. but it, it is it is not backwards uh so so if you link essentially you link your account to um sony rewards uh yeah and, and your psn account and then i think even once you do that you still have to go in and like enable like the rewards that you want to go for so you just like go mm-hmm. enable like i want to go for platinum trophies and and gold yeah. and, and what have you oh uh, once those okay. are enabled, it'll start actively tracking that stuff. And so like, yeah, every 10 platinums is like a thousand points and a thousand points gets you like 10 PSN bucks. So yeah. Okay. Um, it's, it's, it's actually pretty cool to, to be putting some, some real world value on something I was collecting just for fun anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not going to like make anyone a millionaire or anything, but no, it's, it's a no. cool little like bonus incentive, but like someone like me who I just got my first platinum ever uh for destiny 2 and oh I yeah don't and that, that was kind of an accident like i wasn't trying for it until <laughs> i realized i only had two left i'm like all right fine i'll try for it um, yeah but like this is not gonna entice me to try to go platinum more things like yeah I, well i have i have two platinums one of them is the walking dead which you just get for beating the game <laughs> yeah and then the only <laughs> platinum i've ever tried for was horizon and i got that and now I'm wishing like, man, I wish I had just left it like 94% or whatever. <laughs> Go back and get a nap. <laughs> but I actually do have a lot of games like, oh, a pro tip. If you're, if you need a few platinums, uh, get the sound shapes platinum because you can transfer your save onto your Vita and your get PS3 the platinum there. And your PS3, you get three hey, platinums I know, I for the price. Like <laughs> <laughs> so, oh boy! Yeah, so I, I think, oh man, I, I bet I could get a ten dollar voucher if I, I was, if I was about cards to say right. people are going to go through a lot of work, like way, <laughs> you know, way more than way way worse than ten dollars an hour, uh, <laughs> like yeah. worse than minimum wage work to get this oh, discount. That's amazing! Oh yeah, it's like I I played a hundred hours of games yeah. and I got ten at ten dollars. I bought, <laughs> I bought thirty so ten games, cents an hour. Three dollars worth of bad games. <laughs> to get my ten dollar PSN credit. Yeah, I bought um yeah. the My Name Is Mayo game just to get that cheap platinum. <laughs> yeah, sure, I lost money on the exchange, but I got the platinum. Honestly, I'd probably <laughs> rather work another an extra ten hours and get the money that way. <laughs> yeah. So this one's kind of sad too. Uh, Telltale Games has laid off twenty five percent of their workforce. Uh, in the statement yeah. here, they talk about you know wanting to refocus on uh, delivering fewer better games with a smaller team so um i'm actually i'm not surprised by this and i know i'm I'm really curious to to talk to uh dylan who we've had on the show you know who mm-hmm. x x telltale um but yeah i mean not he didn't get laid off here but he had already moved on but i'm just I'm, I'm curious about like his thoughts on this too because for me, I felt inundated with Telltale games. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. so many. There's no way I can keep up with them on top of everything else unless I only play Telltale games, you know? It, so, it started to feel like every franchise had a Telltale version also. Like, Batman, Telltale. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, sure, Telltale. Uh, Walking Dead, Minecraft. Let's have... Sure, they all like have Telltale I, games now. I got to the <laughs> point where I, I own uh, several Telltale games that I have not had a chance to play. Like, I... I, I still want to play Batman. I still want to play Guardians, and, but I still haven't even touched Game of Thrones, and I still haven't beaten <laughs> um, Tells the Borderlands, Walking Walking Dead season two. You know, so like, I'm yeah. I'm completely I fell behind big time, and and I don't know if that's like a common thing that people were, were running into because I I like them, I like their games, yeah, um, and I I think there is one positive too. Uh, they talk about um, how. You know, basically, they want to be able to uh, deliver on quality and kind of uh, make some uh, improvements to their engine because you know their games are kind of notoriously glitchy, desperately needed. 
Yeah, yeah. it's definitely needed for sure. <laughs> yeah, the I mean, their engine uh, sounds like they're going to start using Unity to me. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> interesting. Uh, I, I mean, for sure, I think having so many projects in development at any given time, like at some point, the engine has to get locked so that they can start working on their game. And then, like, if they just keep having to lock the engine, like there's never any time for improvement. So I kind of feel like consolidating back into one main team is uh, the only way they could maybe update their engine or change their engine or whatever it is they're doing. Like, I just can't imagine the the, the left brain nightmare of Matt, like, oh, they're on this version of the engine, they're on this version of the engine. Like, I don't know. I, it, to me, the move makes sense. It's It really sucks that all those people lost yeah. their jobs, though. Like, that's the biggest bummer in the whole thing, I think, because, like, I'm happy to see them consolidate, but I'm sad to see all these sudden new people needing jobs, you know, like it's tough. It's a tough industry yeah. to work in. So I'm hoping the upside of between this and visceral is that there's a, uh, several more like cool Bay area, indie studios starting up or yeah. I mean, probably not in the Bay area. Uh, they should go do it somewhere cheaper, but, uh, <laughs> right. yeah. As, but yeah, as we learned from more. visceral. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, this is, there's a little news blurb about this. No one's really talking about it, but the Xbox okay. one X came out. Mm. Have you heard? Have you heard of this box? I have heard of it. Um, I just checked Amazon a little while ago. This is like two days after the launch, and they still have uh, Scorpio editions in stock. Ooh! So that's the one you want. Well, yeah, but I feel like you want the Scorpio. I feel like that implies they're not selling super much. Well, and and I think that was that was probably always the 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 bar that was set. Right? They they weren't gonna like sell like hotcakes because they're crazy expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's it's a lot similar to to the PS Pro. I think the PS Pro we found it sold a lot better than a lot of us expected it to sell. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think there was ever a time where, like you couldn't find a PS Pro. Like, yeah, because because it's it's an option out there, and and Sony was kind of where I'm putting out there. Like, this is going to be a little more niche for for folks because it's going to cost mm-hmm. a little more. You get cool new features with it, but not everyone needs those features, and so yeah, it's yeah. it's not the same as like when when PS4 like first came out, and everyone's like, I gotta have one. You're selling uh, like a million in the first week or the yeah. first day. Was it first day? I can't remember. Yeah, I, I have no that idea. That was like four years ago. <laughs> I don't remember what happened. <laughs> I think it was a million in 24 hours or something like that uh, for the PlayStation 4. But mm. I should know these things, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just confirmed the Xbox One X, one terabyte Project Scorpio edition is currently on sale on Amazon. So uh, go get one if you've really been wanting one of those. So yeah, cool. yeah. I mean, it's if you were jonesing for that sweet, sweet 4K action, you can definitely buy an Xbox One X way cheaper than you could build a PC that can play 4K games. Yeah, the new <laughs> GPU sure. I just bought is more expensive than the Scorpio. So, <laughs> so there you go. Uh, yeah, but I I will say like I'm kind of this year I'm finally starting to like feel the the like drive to buy a 4K TV. Like mm-hmm. they're finally starting to get affordable enough uh like the the quality versus price you know yeah, metric is coming tilting, down yeah more in the consumer favor um and i've heard amazing things about hdr and like all the colors and yeah what was that it's, it's, it's pretty cool yeah okay yeah. i played so, that uncharted yeah, Mike's 4 been living I've been yeah, living that HDR, living life. HDR life. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what's funny? The funniest thing to me about HDR, by the way, Netflix makes HDR content. I have done personally, I have worked on visual effects shots that were in HDR 
and we weren't working on HDR monitors. <laughs> so, so your eyes have never beheld the splendor? <laughs> yeah. So like I worked oh on gosh. an HDR shot that I could not see. I had to like change the exposure of my shot to see all of the detail of the shot that was going to be <laughs> visible. Um, oh, man. But uh, but anyway, that I digress. Uh, <laughs> I'm tempted. I'm thinking about on Black Friday looking for like a decent like 50 inch plus uh, 4K TV with HDR. Um so then I will start thinking, well, maybe, maybe I should get a Scorpio or a PS4 Pro or yeah, there you I'll go. have to make the, I need 4K content on my new 4K TV. So for sure, uh, <laughs> that's how they get you. That's how they get you. <laughs> and then the last item uh, that I, I know we've gone really long in news because so yeah. much went on the last couple Adam weeks. Can't but, help uh, I can't nope. help myself. I can't help myself. But yeah, Sony, uh, Sony's Paris Games Week conference sure didn't disappoint. We got to yeah. see a bunch more Last of Us 2. We got to see uh, Detroit become human again. Uh, new scene this time. We got to see uh, more Spidey. Um, I think for me, most exciting was um, Sucker Punch's new IP, uh, yeah. Ghosts of Tsushima. My gosh. Oh, oh, oh man, that looks was that so again? good. Ghosts of Tsushima. Tsushima, okay. Are, you sure, are we sure that's how it's pronounced? No, I'm that's, pretty sure that's really wrong, but it's cool. That's, like none of us are going to say it right. No, that's how that's well, I don't know. I got I was calling it Tsushima, but then I saw an inter- interview with the Sucker Punch people. They were calling it Tsushima. So hmm. unless okay. they're saying if they're saying it wrong, then I'll be wrong with them. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go that way. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. So, but yeah, uh, that game looks amazing. Open world samurai uh good times in feudal Japan. It's like back in the box. We haven't quote. seen <laughs> open world samurai good times uh we haven't actually seen gameplay though right well like maybe like two clips in the trailer it was the tiniest clip yeah, yeah. and it looked like there so, was some stealth stuff going on which is yeah i, I can't wait because i always apparently make tenchu apparently that trailer was though in injured which i which i didn't wow. realize afterwards, okay. which i was pretty convinced seeing it that it was it just looked like a cg trailer but yeah sure. Sure. that's awesome yeah. pretty, that's pretty good ridiculous. news Although you yeah. did you did skip uh, the most exciting announcement of the whole show, I must say. Oh yes, oh yeah, go for it, go for it. Uh, Splunky two, of course. Oh, oh no, Splunky I was going to say Guacamele yes. two. That was my jam. Well, that's also very exciting. Too. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't I can't wait for Guacamele two. Um, all the best stuff was. I, I mean, all all my favorite stuff was in the pre show, of course. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, what, so what were some of the cool the coolest indies? I mean, we got your Guacamele two, we got uh, Splunky two. What what other stuff had kind of caught your eye? Oh, um. Ooh, now put me on the spot. Uh, there yeah, was a little, there was some like, little VR, VR stuff as well. He's like, truth well. to tell, uh, I didn't watch the truth. The- <laughs> well, watch I, the I watched it after the fact, and then the, yeah. the pre-show, I didn't, I didn't actually watch it as the pre-show. I just like watched the trailers online. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Up that that's way. the way to do it. Same um, here. There was some cool VR stuff as well that I'm forgetting the name of. The one where like the two, uh, two guys are like walking around the exterior of an island and manipulating weird time oh, stuff. Oh, it was um, that. Mm, no, I don't know what that was. Maybe called. that wasn't VR. Uh, maybe. Well, I don't know. I'm forgetting if that's one of the VR games. But there were a few other smaller things too. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. That that it's hard not to get sucked up with the Splunky news for me though. Splunky is Splunky is life. <laughs> <laughs> and what was the what was the game that they showed where you're like running around and you're like doing graffiti and then it comes alive? Oh uh, yeah, um, uh, that was interesting. I forgot the name, but um, oh gosh. Yeah. I can't remember, but that I loved the art style of those little dudes uh, that were coming to life on the walls. Um, oh gosh! Hey, I don't, anyway, I don't know what that was. Uh, the the one I'm excited for. <laughs> oh, Concrete Genie. Concrete. Okay, Genie okay yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Awesome. The, the, the trailer that really got me excited was uh, the Blood and Truth trailer, which is another one of the PSVR ones, mm-hmm. um, because so far, other than like Resident Evil, which is like a full game, my favorite PSVR content has been that the London heist one, if, if you remember on the PSVR worlds, yeah, like yeah. kind of multi-disc And thing. this is like a full game version of that. Yeah, right? it's basically a full game version of like British spy. It's like a mix between like Guy Ritchie's movies of the, you know, early 2000s and and James Bond, like a, and a cool like like Snatch versus James Bond almost is kind of the vibe I was getting from from that. Uh, the demo anyway. And then yeah, that's awesome. The trailer, too. So that's not uh, Guy Ritchie's movies of 2017. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know that's so sad. And uh, back in the Lockstock and Snatch days, he was the man. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then I don't know. Anyway, I, I hope he <laughs> returns to form someday. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah. Anyway, there's a, they showed a lot Wars. of. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Star Wars. yeah it's like a it's like a Star Wars heist film. Yeah, I mean, cool. I I would love it. That sounds like what Amy Hennig's game was going to be. Yeah, they they have a casino planet now that they could uh, that supposedly is going to be in the Last Jedi. So, huh. uh, yeah, they could do it. Sign me up. I will go there and win two hundred dollars. I mean, he's all he's currently making Aladdin for Disney, so they'll probably just keep having him make movies forever right. now. So, <laughs> by the way, right. you should uh, tell me if you hear my my cat is snoring pretty loudly in the background. So if you need me to go, <laughs> you need me to go stir him. Let me know. No, no, no. no I, so far, I haven't noticed okay. a thing. So, it, cat snoring in the background is what makes people listen to this show. It's an added so, benefit, I would say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that wraps up the news. Um, Mike, mm-hmm. if you would, good sir, the tweets. The tweets. All right. So yes. Short and concise Twitter I'm a little section. troubled by this because normally we get an email like kind of showing what the tweets yeah, are going to be. Here's the thing. You remember last last episode and, and you kind of told people I sent you questions? And I don't want them to know that. I like to yeah. think you ruin the illusion of being just like witty <laughs> and like on it. So I took that away from you. You don't have any. Well, how, my, how am I supposed to write all my responses out verbatim? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. No more writing your jokes in advance. You're going to have to do this. Uh, okay. So first one up uh, from Perpetually Plain. Um, this is a really mm-hmm. cool question. I think you guys will like. We kind of touched on this a little bit earlier uh, mm-hmm. in, in the show um, and said, uh, would you give up the switch as in it never existed and never will Oof. to gain a PS Vita 2? Oh yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent. I would. <laughs> I would give up my switch right now for a Vita two. Mm. So you would have a about switch, this. Mike. Yeah, so, I yeah. so I guess that means you don't want a Vita two then, right? See, I had, I had, uh, I had the tweet in advance, so I got to write my joke down. But now you have to get one. <laughs> so I, it's tough, right? I mean, if the switch never existed and never will, right. Nintendo's still going to make some new console, right? So I'm still going to get my Mario fix. Hmm. But this, I, my vision, and and Nick, if you could please run this up the chain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my vision for Vita 2 was just a PlayStation 4 mobile, basically. You just play PS4 games in yeah. 720p, Go mobile switch. style. Go Switch style with it, basically. Yeah, seven, yeah. yeah you, can, you, can, you can drop down that resolution. You don't need to bulk them out quite so much i mean it's been what almost five years since the the ps4 came out you know Mm -hmm. it's like that that tech i bet it could be done i bet the wizards at sony could make it happen that's all i want yeah 
So and like maybe you could put it in a dock and then it goes up to full resolution. Is that asking I, too I don't much? know. You'd have to put some brains in the dock, probably. Yeah, I don't probably. Know. I don't know. I'm probably asking too much. Uh, you know, I I was gonna say I would never give up my Switch, but so I had this crazy thought: if I gave up a Switch. Like, let's say Nintendo didn't make a Switch. Let's say they stopped making consoles and they start oh, yeah. releasing their games on Sony consoles. There you go. Then I'm all for a Vita 2. But Everybody otherwise, <laughs> no, I'm not giving up my Switch. So there you I, go. yes, that's the thing. I love my Switch. And I think I think the Switch is going to get more support overall than than the Vita got. Um, not that it didn't get love from Japan and from indies, but as far as AAA stuff, the Switch is going to get more because it's Nintendo's main console. So, yeah, um, hopefully, I, anyway. I feel well, like that's, that's kind that, of the best that said, of both though, worlds. Like, when, when's the last time that a Nintendo main console got great? Yeah, third party support. No, not <laughs> yeah, third party. True. No, certainly not third party. <laughs> oh, but, oh, I see. But You're first just saying Nintendo's. I see. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Nintendo yeah. has burned burned third parties since the NES. So mm. that, that's kind of why I'm still waiting, right? Because like I don't I don't want to be like three years down the road and be like, man, the Switch is great. I love all six games I got. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. I mean, we're already at two in one year, so not too shabby. Two yeah. amazing games in one year. So. Yeah, and uh, Wolfenstein and Doom are coming. Yeah, so well, I mean, he can play them anywhere, third, though. The problem with party. that is he can play them anywhere. Yeah, sure can. Yeah, yeah. So. I, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna expose myself as a Sony fan. Oh, hold here. on, we have Nick here. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say if, if I could get my sweet, sweet Vita too, because as we know, the Vita, the original Vita, the best and greatest console of all time. Um, <laughs> And most powerful, I believe. Right. I don't, so I don't have. Flops. I don't have. I don't have the math in front of me. But this it's is true. definitely the not best, the most powerful of all time. <laughs> the best and most <laughs> most powerful and greatest of all time. Um. But yeah, if I could get my sweet Vita too, I probably would. I probably would give up my Switch. Mm. Put my I, Horizon Zero Dawn on the go. If 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 they took my idea, mm. Nick, please run up the chain. Um, <laughs> I'm taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh. But yeah, uh, I think I would. Adam, don't worry. I'm pretty sure everyone already knew you were a Sony fanboy. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh so we Michael. got some more some more tweets yeah. there? Um oh, we did. We they got deleted. deleted tweets. The thing is, <laughs> the the window I had open crashed. Oh um, good. Wait, now now hang on. Weren't we gonna change the name of this at some point to something about you reading? Was, oh yeah yeah mike has trouble reading the tweets it's is true the, the or new, just in general name. i mean i didn't go to a traditional school like most kids i learned on what? the streets uh oh, so streets. we got a cool question from tom titus hughes uh which was did any of you play fallout 4 uh and if so what are your pins and you know i played fallout 4 i made the presidents like i made so many presidents but you only made the presidents that's very true did you, you actually play presidents? the game no I yeah didn't. mike no. fooled around for 60 hours in the character creator of fallout yeah, 4 yeah that's very true uh it's i was what you meant by made the presidents but no, he fun, literally but. like abraham lincoln was his best one by far yeah yeah Wait, did he make all the presidents i made as many no. as, as i could there wasn't so many powdered wigs in fallout even though this seems like there would be uh <laughs> But like I made, yeah, Nixon, I made all the Nixon the was my favorite. Nixon was yeah, pretty Nixon good. Nixon was really good. Too. <laughs> Nixon was my favorite. Um, <sighs> so, so what he's asking is, as did you guys all play at Fallout Four? And if so, what'd you think? I struggled to get into it, being so similar to Three. 
Uh, mm. Yeah, personally, I love the character creator. I had a, a ton of fun with the character creator. <laughs> I, I, character I, creator, I, 10 out of 10. Yeah, it was like so, 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 so good. Um, oh, that's yeah. so funny. But the problem that was my I, only experience with the game, actually, was watching the uh, the McElroy's Monster Factory. Oh, <laughs> the, the final, uh, final Pam. So good. <laughs> that, was, that was my only flaw for exposure. Uh, oh man, it's a little, a little too, a few, couple too many A's for Nick Sutner. That's what I said. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh two, right, two A's yeah. too many. Two A's too many. <laughs> uh, so I did. I got about thirty hours into Fallout Four, I would say. Um, and then I started like, I don't know. I started hitting this wall of like, okay, I found the gameplay loop. Um, the story is okay. I'm not super mm-hmm. interested in what's happening. Um, and I don't really like the gameplay very much. I like the setting. I like a lot of the art design. Yeah. But I, I, I wasn't having fun. So, um, I, I, I set it down. Uh, but I do know a lot of people have gotten really into like the crafting system in that game. Cause it's a pretty deep crafting system. Um, like I believe friend of the show, Ultima, kills uh got really into like i think he got really into like the base building and and crafting and my brother got super into the base building like last time i visited him he he like showed me around his town like which was the starting town and looked nothing like it did when it was when he started (laughs) and uh i was very impressed by his like dedication to (laughs) turning fallout 4 into minecraft but uh yeah i i certainly i didn't play it i i I watched Mike uh, making presidents or I enjoyed the pictures. Um, you know, I, I played a bit of fallout three and I loved what I played, but I, it was just, it was too much, too big, too, too much time investment. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to go, I'll play uncharted or something that I can digest in, in 12 hours and then <laughs> I'll, I'll move on with my life. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, but, I was in a similar boat. Like I, I enjoyed what I played, but the story didn't really grab me. And that's a massive game. And if I didn't, I didn't have like an anchor to keep me like driving through like a hundred hours of, of playing that. So it was kind of like, well, I had a good time and I'm going to go make a different president. And then eventually I made them all (laughs) that I could make. (laughs) Oh Oh, man. man. I was desperately looking. Oh, you know, okay. Okay. So I was looking and Mm -hmm. I found, I found my Lincoln. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll retweet this for the show. Uh, okay. All right. But just, just for, just for funsies. Uh, where, mm-hmm. I'm using an app here. So this is going to make this oh. a little more difficult. Cool. I want to, I want to drop it's real this good radio the, for sure. It is. This, uh, is, this, radio. Is, <laughs> this is the part where I, I, uh, I computer hack my pictures into Skype. Are you Googling things? I, I was, now I did it. So I just dropped oh, there a, a very high oh, Lincoln. Lincoln. Very nice. That's looking very stern, as yeah. you should. Right. Yeah, awesome. I thought that I was important. Bow tie. Where did you get the outfit? That's the best. Man, I don't. I don't remember how any of that came together. Um. So. Yeah. There we go. Sorry, I lost my uh, Skype window. I'm having computer problems tonight, guys. Yeah, are, using, this was like the first time I'm using like new Skype and decided to update it. So uh, yeah, me too. And I don't yeah. like it so one bit. I just I don't know where all you guys went. Now I got now I got nothing. Now I got one. Oh no! I would probably minimized or something. Yeah, I don't know. I'll figure it out. Nah, I wouldn't worry about <laughs> it. It's I might hang up in the process, but we'll see. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll we'll pretend you're still here. <laughs> Nick is very hungry. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gotta, let's wrap gotta, this up. Let's wrap up the <laughs> tweets. <laughs> um, so the the I think the last really relevant tweet that uh, I got for the show was um, we had we had tweeted out that uh, Nick Sutton was going to be on the podcast tonight, and the top tweet was from Quidjibo. Said I love that mm. guy. Yeah, yeah, me too. Approved. <laughs> good Approved. tweet. I don't yeah, have much else to say go. about it. It's I a was very actually good tweet. a question. <laughs> yeah, no? yeah. I just, I just think once in a while it's really important to highlight people in the community when they just like have a really good tweet. That was yeah. a good one. <laughs> well, yeah, I was, I was uh, talking to Quidjibo earlier, and uh, you know, we got to talking about Mr. Sutner here, and uh, yeah, just talking about like, I wonder if the new. Um, Shadow of the Colossus remake means that we get a second book. Hmm? Another uh, Shadow of the Colossus book? <laughs> probably not another book. Maybe, maybe some sort of uh, I don't DLC. Know, maybe, maybe I can. I was yeah. Maybe I'll. Maybe I can do like a, a new chapter or something. Book DLC. I like next, it for the next printing for boss fights or something. I actually haven't talked to them about it at all, but it's not, not a bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> so, a little something. bit of DLC. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all right. I love it. I like oh, it. Uh, my my book remastered. Remastered. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's brilliant. The HD remastered. All new textures. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that about wraps up the tweets. Um, you guys, it's time for me to sell you things. Oh, oh boy. I'm into it. I've been waiting all night for this. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is the best part of the show. <laughs> Loot crate, you guys. So, uh-huh. do you or a loved one suffer from ESS or empty shelf syndrome? <laughs> Do you find that you don't have nearly enough gaming clothing, posters, and merchandise to impress your friends and coworkers during dinner parties? Well, your pals at the SBF VGS podcast are here to help. Mm-hmm. Loot Crate is offering the listeners of this show an opportunity to save 10% on any new LootCrate.com subscription, allowing, the, allowing you to get the possessions you need to lead a happy and fulfilling life. <laughs> So this month's uh, loot gaming theme is Tank. So this is pretty sweet. It comes with a Big Daddy Bioshock figurine. I I like that little dude. Um, And yeah, so basically Tank. When the battle gets tough, the tough call in at Tank. Mow down all opposition with the unstoppable exclusive items featuring Bioshock, Gears of War, Call of Duty, World War II, and Wolfenstein II, the new Colossus. Calls of Duty is the plural. Calls of Duty. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's not Call of Duties. It's um, the calls of them. <laughs> the calls of duty. <laughs> oh, I like Sorry, that. Sorry, I'm running your uh, ad. <laughs> no, 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 this is You're this is how it goes. <laughs> uh, the tank promotion ends on 11 27, November 27th for the European people at 9 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, yeah. So to save 10% on any new subscription, go to trylootcrate.com slash SBFVGS. Again, that's trylootcrate.com slash SBFVGS to start your new subscription and enter promo code BRIDGE10 for 10% savings. I 100% did not understand the beginning of that ad, that it was, it was tanks as in like the character type tanks. Yeah. I thought oh. it was just going to be a box of, a box of tanks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like the RPG tank. archetype tank. Just, I was like, wow, I mean, that should try a little harder. It's all World of Tanks. <laughs> this is probably like a cool <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, of course, the meat and potatoes topic for the evening. Yeah. Uh, we, we have, and I've entitled it Nick Sutner, Renaissance Man. <laughs> there you go. So, like so, really, you know, Nick's been hanging out with us the whole show. Very gracious to do so. I wanted to kind of delve into kind of your backstory, um, any cool stories you might have about your time in the business. But kind of first, uh, 
how did you first get into the games business? Um, in the business side of it, well, I was actually I was working at EB Games as an assistant <laughs> manager in Chicago. Uh, there you go. Running a gaming blog with a friend of mine. Um, so I, I don't know if that counts as the games business yet, but For that was sure. me just <laughs> yeah, as, definitely. A, as an enthusiast uh, and a retail employee. Um, and then uh, I, and I, this was like a few years after I'd done a few years of film school and I was sort of wasn't, didn't quite have much of a path yet, but uh, I really enjoyed doing the stuff with the blog uh, that helped us get into some cool behind the scenes stuff when we went to like our first E3. Um, and that was all really great and I was really enjoying it. And I was a huge fan of, I, you know, I'd grown up reading EGM and GamePro and I was a big mm-hmm. one up fan. And I was like, I need to move to California to make this happen if I want to write about games, because that's sort of where it all happens. Because at the time, all the press outlets pretty much, except for Game Informer, were out here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I moved out here, um, sort of, that was just a big, a big move in my life. Just packed up and drove across the country with a friend. Um, wow. And, and where uh, where were you driving from? I was driving from Chicago. Yes. Oh, Chicago. So I, okay. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Yeah, I'd grown up in Chicago. That's where I was working at EB. Um so moved out here. I had a unpaid games radar internship when I first moved out here. That was like my one tiny foot in the door because I wanted to have like something to do at least. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. Again, being unpaid, it didn't last too long before I was like running out of money. Uh, but thankfully, I ended up getting the uh, internship at One Up, um, like a nice. used intern, and then that sort of snowballed into the rest of my time there and doing stuff in the press. And then uh, so that was sort of I think getting the first like paid internship at One Up that was like my real first like industry job. I think. That's cool. Nice. Um, yeah. So a lot of people associate you with PlayStation uh, specifically kind of with the indie, uh, you know, developer relations stuff that you did for quite a while there, you know, with I guess the, you could call it the indie explosion of the late PS3, early PS4 era, um, you know, and you, you were there for seven years, right? Yep. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, was it was it tough to leave PlayStation after all those years, you know, having that? It's- I mean... Just being that you were, you know, you spent a good better part of a decade there, you know, and that became yeah. kind of synonymous with uh, with your involvement yeah, sure. in it games of, business. It sort of became a huge part of my identity, really, is I'm like, you know, I was the Sony indie dude. Um, but I guess leaving it was harder for more of the reasons I think why it's hard to leave anywhere after seven years. Like everyone I worked with was pretty much family. That's like who you spend the most time with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's really comfortable there and you get really used to it. And I think I had, um, you know, I'd earned enough like trust over the years and autonomy where I could sort of work on what I wanted to, to, to some extent, um, um, and help just sign cool stuff. And I was focusing on a lot of VR stuff before I left and signing stuff for the PSVR launch. Mm, um, okay. but I think I was sort of mentally winding down my time a bit there anyways, in terms of like, I had done a lot of the good that I'd set out to do a lot of the things I'd worked on for, uh, a super long time, um, things like The Witness and N++, like games that I was involved in for, you know, five plus years, um, were yeah. finally, they'd finally come out. Um, so I could have sort of kept doing it for a while and, uh, you know, stuck around for future launches and all that. But um, I think it was just time for a change. And I think seven years is probably, it's like the seven year itch. Yeah. Uh, I think right. Yeah. Was, you know, <laughs> yeah. to, uh, to jobs as well. And um, I think it was just time for a change. And then Oculus came knocking. So I was like, sure, I'll go try, you know, try this at a different spot and uh, learn about a new space and get deeper into VR. Um, and then I was there for 14 months. But ultimately, I think it wasn't really enough of a change for me because I was still mm. doing developer relations and still the day to day was similar in some ways. Um, but uh, so, yeah. So anyway, now I'm sort of figuring out what's next and 
just uh, exploring the world, talking to, having good conversations with people, and and all yeah. That. But um, but it's yeah, cool. it was weird giving up a big part of that identity. But thankfully, I think the great benefit from that is now I have, uh, you know, great contacts and great friends at so many amazing studios around the yeah. world. Um, yeah, and, yeah, and absolutely. That makes it really easy for me now to just sort of start having conversations with with sort of whomever, which is great. That's cool. Yeah, that is fantastic. So, I mean, have you ever considered going into game development at all? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I have a few ideas of my own um, that I've I've had for a while, and I feel like that's uh, it. Almost feels like an inevitability that I'll I will try to make them somewhere at some point, or or start Mount Studio or something. Um, but it doesn't feel like something I necessarily need to go do right now. Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. I'm pretty early <laughs> on in this like self exploratory journey, mm-hmm. but. Um, but yeah, or going to work at an existing studio, maybe. I think I'm I'm right now I'm sort of trying to not get a full-time job for as long as possible. Just again giving myself a little bit of a break and also putting together more of like a piecemeal piecemeal like life of sort of cons- consulting and some writing and working with different teams. Um but I have been uh sort of doing some small stints at a couple different studios and and visits and just getting a taste of that culture and uh it's something I'm I'm thinking about for sure. I don't know where it'll all, all end up, but um uh, but yeah, I think getting more involved on the creative side and like more active development is definitely interesting too. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. Very cool. So on your bio, and this is the best way to put it, you literally wrote the book on Shadow of the Colossus. Um, <laughs> how did that opportunity come about? Um, so Boss Five Books, I, I forget when I first heard of them, but you know, they're, they do, uh, it's a series of books on classic games. Um, and... I was a Kickstarter backer of the second season, I think, primarily because of the Splunky book that was coming. And when I saw they were doing a Splunky book, I was like, man, I would have loved to write a Splunky book. But now it's being written by Derek, who made Splunky. So he's probably most qualified, (laughs) I guess. Uh, So I backed it just to support that. And then uh, every season, they always do like a fan uh, voted book where they sort of get fan submissions. And then they uh, sort of do like a vote off um, and Shadow of the Colossus won. And I was one of those people voting for it. Like, yeah, I want to see that book exist. Um, Yeah. I didn't think that I could end up being a writer. I didn't even, it didn't even cross my mind, but then I saw in a future backer update that they were looking for a writer. Um, so I emailed Gabe Durham who, uh, who, you know, runs the series. And, um, I was like, Hey, this is sort of the, like my, it's been my favorite game, you know, sort of since I played it. Um, it's like defined a lot of who I am and what I do in the industry. Um, I think I could totally write this book. I haven't written much since my press days, um, and also I work at Sony, so maybe it'll be complicated, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I'd love to talk to you about it. And that was sort of the beginning of that conversation. And, um, so it all worked out and that was, it was a super fun thing. And, uh, it, it did, you know, it, it wasn't, it, it sort of took a while to get the okay to do being weirdly <clears throat> like being a Sony employee, wanting to work on a Sony published game, but mm-hmm. as just like a fan in a non-official series, yeah, um, sort of a weird ask. Um, but everyone was definitely <laughs> super supportive and it all worked out. So, uh, That's cool. yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's awesome. So you mentioned it kind of shaped you as a as a, a gamer, as a person. Uh, what what could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think just a lot of the tenets of the game and a lot of the values of really um, having a culture of mystery and and not not even just in all the weird sort of you know leftover extra data and stuff in the game, which which is that's sort of part of the identity about the game now and some of the stuff I talk about in my book. But even playing it for the first time, 
you're just out in this huge empty lonely world and not sure what's out there um and not sure is quite what the quest you're on is and just all these different pieces that feel so mysterious and interesting um and and really that sort of minimalist storytelling like all these things i hadn't really gotten much of a taste of before that and i was like oh games can really be powerful in a very a very different way um than yeah. what I was used to um and that sort of opened my eyes in a sense and um now those are still real those are still values that i really sort of hold dear um uh and and i think i gravitate towards some of those things in other games now but it definitely sort of informed my eye for certain things um and and just helped develop that taste and what i cared about in you know from my press days to what i ended up you know games that I ended up signing at sony uh at yeah. least in a sort of long-running subconscious way yeah yeah that's awesome yeah and and for people who aren't familiar um I just I just pulled up a, a quick list of some of the games that you helped bring to the platforms, uh, you know, Bastion, Firewatch, The Witness, Transistor, Axiom Verge, Night in the Woods, um, a bunch of like my favorite games. Yeah, over like, the those past are all years. Yeah. solid gold. <laughs> Every <laughs> single one. Um, Holy so, cow! So I mean, yeah, just just as a gamer, thank you for those. Um, <laughs> because my pleasure. That's... I mean, a, a lot of it is selfish. A lot of it, like the motivation <laughs> is like I see something, something, and I'm like, that, that game's red. I want to play that on PS4. I want other people to be able to enjoy it. Um, yeah, yeah. So let's do what it takes to make that happen. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, are the rumors true? That it was you, in fact, who canceled the Vita 2. Sub-question, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, sorry. It was like my last thing on the way out. I was like, you know, guys, I'm not, not going to fly. <laughs> I'm going to burn this place down my way out. This idea leaves with me. <laughs> <laughs> you took your toys and you went home. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I know we're running short on time, So I, and I, I want to let you eat dinner at some point tonight. Oh, no, um, don't worry about that. No, that was my yeah, so, mistake, and I'll, I'll pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah i guess the final and most important most crucial question of the show absolutely and uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna try to sway you you know one way or the other <laughs> nick is a hot dog a sandwich Ooh. uh yes <gasps> I hate this I got bread. I hate it. it's got bread and meat like what else do you what else what other definition uh, can you have a man of science See, yeah. <laughs> see, this is I could not, I couldn't refute that it was. Even though my heart told me this is not. A I'm, I'm still, I'm ah. still, I'm still gonna put this to you, Adam. We're gonna go to like Portillo's hot dogs. And you're gonna stand at that <laughs> counter, and you're gonna tell him you want a sandwich, and we're gonna see what happens. Oh my god! Uh, please, yes. take, I'm please gonna record him, it. I'm gonna tell him I want one of your all beef uh, Chicago <laughs> style sandwiches. sandwiches. Your pork and sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, please I mean, record that and sandwiches, post it. Sandwiches, I'd say, are like a genre. It's like a family. A hot, dog, yeah. a hot dog is a dish, but it's been bastardized now into a genre. And I'm I'm fine with that. It's like it's, there's <laughs> yeah. now it's a hot dog genre, but it's, it, you know, sandwich is like a, a species. Yes, uh, yes. It's, yeah. a, it's a whole family. I'm trying so. to think of like <laughs> continuing the genre metaphor. Like, would it be how like nirvana was rock and roll but then it became grunge and it became its own genre like is it that sort of mm. is that sort of i i think i think yeah, this I think is like a sub genre because grunge is still rock yeah yeah, yeah. i think yeah. i think that's a good there metaphor go. there you go it was a sub genre that got so big that it became its own genre but it's still part of that genre is yeah. this like is this is this the question you ask us every week or is this just like no this this is this is new it just makes me a new thing it just makes me very angry 
Someone asked us this a couple episodes ago, and I think I'm going to start asking guests every time. It's a I, good, it, our community <laughs> in particular is is very invested in this conversation. <laughs> very passionate about <laughs> hot dogs either not being or being sandwiches. So yeah, well, it's yeah, very it's important a, it's stuff. A good question. There's also like is like a calzone a sandwich? Like you can open it up Ooh. too, <laughs> right? <laughs> Oh, I like it. And I'm going to say yes. It is a really weird sandwich that you have to eat with a fork. Uh, you know, I, I digress. This, we could go all night on the sandwich question. We could. But. I'm excited. <laughs> Buckle Let's up. Do this. That, was, that was just hour one. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we've, had, we've had some epic episodes lately. We've had a, a like a. What was our anniversary episode? Was it like three and a half hours long? No, no. It was closer to two and a half, though. Well, we recorded for three and a half hours for sure. Yes. Yeah. But some <laughs> of that was an, am- uh, an hour of sandwich talk. Yeah. <laughs> there's just, there's just an hour. Was... There's just an hour of me swearing up and down. <laughs> can never be yeah, we tried to keep the show family friendly, so I had to cut out all Mike's yeah, swearing for one yeah. hour. So. That's right. Um, yeah. I, I, are you guys, do you, do you consider yourselves the... Like um, Will Smith, the rapper of <laughs> Yes. I love it. I the love Will Smith Adam, Adam strikes me more as a DJ Jazzy Jeff type, but I mean. Okay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, so that harkens Welcome back to Earth, to, Nick. Welcome uh, to Earth. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I believe the family friendly thing started with Adam. You wanted to make a show. That your kids could also listen to if they yeah, wanted cause to. Yeah, because I I have a son who's who loves video games so much, and he would be heartbroken if he couldn't listen to w- what I go do every couple weeks. So nice, there you no, go. I totally respect that. We were also pretty clean on the PlayStation podcast. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. There you so, go. And now with all these YouTube things going on, where they're like marking stuff as not advertiser friendly, we don't have to worry about language being one of the things making yeah. us not advertiser friendly. Well, so there you we'll, go. We'll see. This hot dog thing keeps going much longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, so man. full disclosure i did have to edit down your intro a tiny bit um you know f- i had to self-edit right because i also wanted to include preparer of culinary delectations uh and grower <laughs> of epic beards man um, but you that know it, it just beard. got it just well, got a little you. wait what was the culinary <laughs> thing though i know the beard thing well, I know you're, you're always talking recipes on blogcasts. So. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Oh, yeah. I Because <laughs> I, had, I had actually prepared that before I knew you needed to go cook dinner. So. <laughs> I think because, I think uh, like, Sid would always bring it up, but he actually he only knows how to cook, like, four things. Okay. So we'd have to hop in and be like, no, 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 here's how you actually cook food. <laughs> uh, not one of these four recipes. Awesome. That's well, incredible. Nick, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a blast. Uh, you are obviously welcome to come back anytime. anytime. Sure, yeah, this is great. It's, been a, so it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. End of the show plugs for men and women and AI. There you go. Um, that probably sounds really weird to people who are guests on the show. I'm just <laughs> like, I'm putting that together right now. Mike, yeah. does it seem like we care about being weird? Uh, so, Nick, Nick, where can people find you online? Uh, they can find me at nsutner on Twitter. All and right. I guess nsutner.com is where some of that information is. But uh, I don't know. I threw that up more just as a place to collect a bunch of my stuff for my own reference. Um, mm-hmm. It's helpful um, to, to point out. Um, but yeah, that's me. Is that is. Is it nicksetner.com or nsetner.com? Yeah, nicksetner.com. Oh, yeah, nicksetner. Okay, perfect, perfect. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so 
definitely go there. Check it out. Follow Nick on Twitter if you aren't already. And uh, Amazon for the book? Uh, Bossfightbooks.com would be the best place. But um, but also okay. Amazon. Is, uh, you can buy the ebook there as well um, either way. And also, uh, we didn't mention it, but I also wrote uh, most of a Last Guardian um, sort of uh, art book behind the scenes oh, coffee wow. table book um, oh. that Future Press put out uh, a couple oh. months ago called mm-hmm. An Extraordinary Journey. Yes, um, so very that cool. Was, that and very sounds nice intriguing. Thing as well. It's a nice, a nice physical showpiece. Yeah. Does that and get some, into some of the behind behind the scenes? Uh, I guess because that was kind of a historically it was a journey. Um, it was a journey, <laughs> like right. I mean, it was like people thought it was canceled, never coming, and then it got rebooted for PS4 and the whole um, nine yards. It doesn't. I mean, it doesn't get into it like in that context. Like, why was it delayed? But I think it, it does talk about a lot of the development. And I think through reading it, you start to understand why it took them a long time. Yeah. Okay. That sounds really cool. Very where, cool. Where can we Very get cool. that? Uh, on Amazon. Yeah. That's, that's on Amazon. All right. Cool. Nice. Yeah, it's published by Future Press, who did like they do like the really nice high end like Dark Souls collectible strategy guides and stuff. Oh, oh gotcha. cool. Very cool. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Good I'm stuff. Look into that one. Yeah, I loved that game. It was fantastic. So, awesome. all right. So, go there. Buy the things, follow the man. Um, and also you can keep up with us at sbfvgs.com where you can find links to our episodes, uh, social media, YouTube, merchandise, and more. Um, you can go read my luscious review of Abduction. One of my luscious. favorite games. Luscious. That's an interesting adjective to use. but <laughs> it's, it's just long. It's yeah, I guess a good lush. review. I was, trying to sure. say, I was trying to say long, but in a more flowery way. Uh, <laughs> so if you get a chance, leave us an iTunes review or support, uh, support the show by signing up for Loot Crate at trylootcrate.com slash SBFVGS. We get the sweet, sweet kickback, baby. The sweet seat of the ducats coming in. <laughs> Also, a very special thanks to Eric Kruger for our podcast logo and for his handsome, handsome face. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, I keep stealing Mike's moment there. I was just agreeing. <laughs> no, I mean, I get it. Like, he's uh, he's like a really handsome dude. He yeah. is. I mean, he he's is. no Nick Sutner. No, absolutely Ed, not. But he's a handsome oh, man, nonetheless. His, his beard is like half the size and probably <laughs> only a third of the strength. That's true. I, I do want to put a little plug out there. I did do a stream on October, which is now archived on our our YouTube, which is uh, youtube.com slash SBFEGS, yes. where you can, in fact, see Eric's handsome, handsome face on the stream. So if oh, you, yeah. you want to see this. Yeah. What were you guys handsome, playing? We were playing uh, Dead by Daylight, which is. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that's an indie game um, yep. like a 4v1 like monster horror like so you got like jason you got freddy krueger you've got then like some original characters too that are pretty creepy as well um and you're like having your four survivors and you have to like turn on generators before you can escape an arena it's it's really fun that's um, awesome so anyway check out the gameplay if you want you don't have to but yeah check it out see eric's handsome face there, there you, you have go. it you can follow us on twitter at sbfegs podcast um also, personally on there, Barry White, B-U-R-Y-W-I-T-E. Mike is Taco Douglas. David is David J. Tate. Nick, of course, N. Sutner. Uh, you can check out our Twitter profiles for PSN, Xbox Live, Switch Info if you want to play games with us. Uh, Nick, do you disclose your PSN? Or is that top secret? Uh, it's, it's out there if people want it. But honestly, I, I'm, I largely only. I mean, I would, I would friend you guys now that you know, we've hung out and such, but, um, for people who I, I'm not familiar with that, I don't really do it just so I have a, have some context for who's on my list, but sure. Sure. Yeah, totally get it. Google it. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> and you guys what... after we hang up or after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. For sure. yes. We're in the inner circle, inner circle. Yep. 
love it. And that's all the time we have for Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Episode 82. Thank you for listening. We'll be back every two weeks with more high stakes beads of sweat gaming fever. And uh, you can hit us up with your questions, topics, or musings if you want to be part of the show. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. So, as a professional podcaster, as you were for many, many years, Nick, it's weird that they clap at the end, right? For their I own like that. show? It's very, it's, it's very like Muppet Show. <laughs> <laughs>